0: Welcome to the Jazz Notes Podcast. I am your host, James Stratton, and today we're going to go over the game between the 17-5 and 5 Utah Jazz and the 10-12 and 12 Charlotte Hornets. Again, in Charlotte, we're in the middle of our little three-game road trip. Uh, this is coming off a second of a back-to-back game, so look for the Jazz not really having much energy going into it, but luckily it was kind of a blowout last game. So the starters didn't really play the entire uh, game. But that's, that's pretty much <laughs> what it's been for the Jazz for pretty much this whole season. Whenever we're winning games, we're winning pretty dominantly. And uh, it's really good. So today I was, I forget who I was I was texting, but I was texting someone a reply and I used the word Ain't, which my friend Jordan uh, corrected me a while ago because he you know listens to the podcast and like you're saying ain't and ain't's not a word and I you know I trusted him and uh, so anyway so I was typing on I typed in ain't but I forgot to apostrophe it of course because autocorrect and then I realized it autocorrected to ain't I'm like well then that means it's a word and it does have like the little red squiggly line underneath it, and I decided uh, to Google the word ain't, and I realized it's it's in the dictionary, so this whole time, I was beating myself up for like the last few podcasts of saying ain't too much, and it's a word this whole time, so, yeah, so, trust but verify, right, I trusted a little too much, and uh, when it comes to work, I might trust a little bit less because of that, because you deserve it anyways let's get into the game right that's why we're all here um before actually we get into the game if you aren't on instagram or if you are on instagram actually if you are on instagram uh please go ahead and like me on my uh instagram account it's at that the jazz notes all one word at the jazz notes i know i stuttered there for a second but uh, that's where you can see all the content, uh, especially when it comes to questions time. I forgot to ask questions before the quarter mark podcast. I knew I was going to, but I forgot to add that in there, mainly because I was really excited to have uh, another podcast come in, uh, the hard-hitting podcast with uh, Jack. So I was pretty excited to have somebody on, and I was more focused on that. So next time I'll probably remind myself into it, uh, to make sure that I include that, or I might do what I did last podcast and do like a 30 games away or 40 games away, uh, kind of outlook of projections more than looking back at the stats. So that's probably what I'll do. Like 25 games, 50 games left. I'll do those two and then whatever. So again, um, that's where you'll be able to ask questions or whatnot. Um, and yeah, let's get into the game. So let's get in the first quarter. The Hornets are getting everything in the paint, uh, getting every score every single time. Um, There's really no threes early from both sides. um, And from the Jazz side, the ones that they have taken are not good looks at all. They're very contested. So they're missing them all um, as well. The Hornets have their success early into the game, really unable to miss miss a shot because they're getting to the areas they want to, and they're gaining a big lead early. Um, Finally, a good offensive set to end this long scoring from the Jazz. Um, It just just seemed a little too long for the Jazz to sit there with zero points at all. Uh, Well, not really zero. I think they had just two for a long time. And halfway into the quarter, the Hornets already have 19 points, and we just have nine. The Hornets are kind of just playing this 3-2 two, two zone defense, really taking the Jazz off their three-pointer game. So what they really need to do is overload one side. So when you overload, um, it kind of keeps the, the weak side open, and you can do a cross-court pass, which is ill-advised when it's man-to-man, of course. But with, you know... Um, if you want to get the threes, if you don't, then you know you kind of do. Uh, um, pretty much, you're just driving in the paint and doing what people have been doing to us lately, and and having Rudy clean up the mess or do the alley oop. Um, but the Hornets just continue to make their shots, and the Jazz can't keep up with the offensive scoring at times. Rudy is going to the room a lot stronger this game, um and especially a lot stronger than last night. and just why can't he just do this every single game? I think sometimes he just doesn't want to go up and dunk for some reason. I notice it's it's with the bigger bigs. I mean he is playing against who Cody Zeller or whatever his name is. I don't want to mess that up, so I'll look that up. So he's like six eleven at best and he's not a very good defensive player. And, uh, look at me, Cody Zeller and just maybe that's the confidence. And every single time, maybe he just needs to think that, Hey, I'm playing against Cody Zeller and maybe he'll, he'll dunk it every single time. Uh, a lot better defense for the jazz getting into the end of this quarter. Um, and it's, it's actually letting them get into the games. Cause as I said before, our defense really creates our offense. Um, after a slow, um, start um and getting down by 12 early the jazz claw back the jaws the jazz claw back and are only down 30 to 32 in that first quarter so of course kind of bad defense but at the same time um let me take a look at it the the um the hornets had a really really good first quarter scoring wise um do they not have the stats up yet let me just refresh this But they were shooting a very high percentage that uh, first quarter, and it really kind of died down towards the end when the Jazz decided to start playing defense. Um, I do really need to start um, just recording the stats down, especially when it was something like that. So, I mean, the first quarter, they're almost 50%. I mean, it it was a lot worse than that. (laughs) They were just really hitting everything at the beginning. And, um, yeah, so... Let's get into the second half, or second quarter, sorry. Uh, Clarkson is just being very aggressive, even after his early turnover in that first quarter. And he is very confident so far, getting seven points fast. Uh, A passy Clinic early in the quarter for the Jazz offensive end. They're doing a great job finding the man, open at the right spot at the right time on the court, making sure that uh, they're getting wide open threes. And, hey, I mean, the threes are dropping now. And it's just a great job continuing to find the open man and finding those good shots. And that's what really, you know, makes us have such have such a high three-point percentage mark. Um, the zone defense stopped kind of working for the, the Hornets at a point, and they kind of got away from the zone and started going back to man, um, mainly due to that overload and then just a continuous quick pass around the Around the arc or through um, the center, um, so uh, someone drives in. You, uh, the person who's guarded on the either the the wing or the corner, will pass it in, and the, the guy will kick it off uh, to the other side of the court real quick and get an open three. So that was really good to see. Um, halfway through the second, the Jazz are up now, 48 to 44. They actually kind of gained the lead early into the quarter. The Hornets are the Hornets starting crew so far this game are definitely outperforming ours. They're just more aggressive and more controlled as well. I mean, this is a young team and they know how to cause turnovers and at the same time not cause turnovers on their side. So, I mean, I just wish that we had the a controlled uh feel for the game that we're, you know, at times we're just giving up way too many turnovers. And Mitchell finally wakes up and hits two threes in a row. He, I think, believe he misses his three shots. It's just not, it's not great to see him out on that first quarter. But I mean, at the same time, he really seems to get a little more dominant when he has a slow start. Um, the Jazz just get on their game and stretch their lead, mainly thanks to great offensive play um, and on and and really good defense this game, this quarter so far it's completely opposite from last quarter on the defensive end they're making the hornets take more contested shots they're making them a little bit more uncomfortable and uh going into the half the jazz are up 69 to 54 and we scored 39 points and they only scored 22 so again a very very good second quarter uh, complete turnaround and it's great to see the jazz bounce back um, so, going after the half, after the strong start for the Jazz into this third quarter, they start getting sloppy, and they're turning it over, and, you know, they're just trying these contested shots that aren't working. But Mitchell is doing very well this quarter. He he does score seven quick. Um, he misses a three. Hit. That was one of the contested shots. So, just, you know, I think it was more of a heat check because he was kind of like... He wasn't missing shots lately. Halfway through this third quarter, the Jazz are up 65 to 66, or 85 to 66, so that's a 19-point lead, and man, bogey's threes. Um, Excited for the stretch so far, a consistency from him. Um, It's gone, it went away like two games ago, just a little bit, but it it wasn't because he was missing shots, it's just, I don't think he took that many, Um, but you know, hitting two in a row after a small Hornets run—it just really makes the other team just—you know—just it breaks their heart because they're like, "Oh, we're getting back into this game," and then Bogey hits two straight threes. And that first three-pointer didn't even look like it went in because it was just straight down the barrel. The net barely moves at all—just a straight-up three. And now Bogey gets like four threes in a row, so he's definitely on fire. Both defenses are really slacking at the end uh, of this quarter. Everyone seems to be getting open, or the D is honestly just making bad mistakes. Jazz get really sloppy in the end, allowing the Hornets to cut this 25-point lead, point lead that we built all the way to down to four, 14, and then going into the third quarter, the Jazz are up 106-90. to 90. We score 37 points and they score 36 again. Just poor defense in that third, fourth quarter. Uh, offensive boards, again, an issue. Even though the Jazz clearly have the size, they're they're bigger. They should be able to box out, and it's just not really happening these last two games. Um, they're also in another slump. <laughs> From the last quarter to now and i think that's happened like three games in a row the end of the third going into the fourth we're just not hitting anything or you know a period of seven or eight minutes it just seems like we stay at the same points for a while and i just wish this game was closed out getting the bench players out you know just what we're used to but this might go into the final buzzer with the with the starters out and uh conley is out for the game uh i don't remember when he went out but he got uh his right hamstring tightness again it was kind of stemmed last year where he was off and on the court for a while uh that was when the trade conley rumors were really big because that was after we got clarkson and the jazz were doing very well without him on the floor so of course everybody's like oh go trade him because we don't need him and it was it was true until the bubble i mean he you can't caught much much slack halfway through the jazz jazz are up 118 to 105 so they claw back a little bit more uh, hornets will just not go away and it's mainly due to lamello ball keeping them in and playing very well he I mean he is. Um, he's getting to the rack. He's either scoring when he gets there or he's making a good assist. He's also made a few of his threes too as well. So instead of us cutting under the screens, we had to go over, which means that he has a clear shot to the basket. And now Rudy Gobert is like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not covering anybody's players anymore. I'm going to guard my own. And he'll back up and go back to, to Cody Zeller or uh, Bismarck. Uh, Biombo I don't even know how to say. All I know is he's named after one of those D- Dakotas, uh, <laughs> the capitals. Uh, I believe it's uh, North Dakota. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, he's just keeping them in. He's in. I mean, he's playing very well. My my question is: is he is he like a Mike Bibby as far as his uh, court vision or his, or if he? Well, he's not really um Jason Williams when it comes to passing because he's not fancy he's just he has really good core vision and I I mean all props to him he he knows when to pass the ball and he I don't I don't even think he I think he maybe got one turnover the entire game I'm not too sure let's take a look at that but yeah the the Hornets just will not go away and um You know, just just wish sometimes when we really, really get into it. I mean, the dude had eight assists, Lamelo ball, and zero turnovers. And that's just, you know, that's just really good, controlled basketball. And you you have to give props when they're due. And it's due. It's just annoying because his dad's annoying, right? (laughs) That's about it. Um, and Mitchell was keeping the Jazz in the comfortable lead. I mean, I think the closest they ever got was 7 points or maybe 8 points. And he's making big shots, except for <laughs> another missed dunk. He was, I think he just went a little too hard. I think he wanted to make up for the last game. But, I mean, there's a time and place where this wasn't really the time. The last game, it was the time because we had a big lead. This one, the, the Hornets were using anything as momentum at this point and i mean ingles gets the new franchise record for the jazz um he hits the 26 threes he didn't hit 26 threes that'd be crazy but the jazz hit their 26 three this game and that beats their previous record of 25 and now we're tied for third overall as far as the mouth threes made I'm going to say, you know, we're, we're a pretty good shot of breaking that record sometime, I and mean, we continue this up. But then again, the, the defense is really going to be on us to, to not hit that. Um, so, the Jazz win it, as I thought, that we went all the way until the end of the buzzer. It was really the Hornets' fault because they kept their starters in, even though the Jazz were up by like 19 points with a minute left. Um, that, you know, it, it kind of stunk because we kept everybody in there the whole game. But we scored 32 points, they scored 31. Again, a little defensive slack on that fourth quarter. But we come away with a win, and that's all that matters. So let's go into the stats of the game. Field goals, we hit over our 50% mark at 55. Three points, I mean 52% three-pointer. No wonder we get 26 in, right? All thanks mainly to Bojan Bogdanovic, who just was on fire at that three-point line. Um, he ends up getting, um, uh, I'm trying to think, seven seven three three-pointers. And I believe he only took like nine or ten shots uh, at the three-point line. Um, also, uh, Donovan Mitchell hits five. Conley hits four. And he even played, uh, I don't think he played the fourth quarter at all. And uh, Jordan Clarkson hits three early into the game. So it was very good to see that. Um, yeah. Uh, and then... Let's get into the other stats, sorry. We out-rebound again, 44 to 40. We allowed 14 offensive rebound boards uh, to the Hornets, which we shouldn't do. 32 assists to 48 field goals, that's 67%. That is really good hit mark to hit. We're distributing the ball very well, find the open man in their either their stride, uh, going to the basket or uh, at the open three-point line, and we caught we had 16 turnovers. That's four more than what I would like to see. That's one more per quarter, but this you know it's kind of understandable seeing how this team is. I think the number three as far as turnovers caused, and so you know anything under under 20 is pretty happy for for us right now. And I mean, expecting 12 turnovers is pretty high in my opinion, as far as other teams go. And let's go into my little spiel. So I like to keep teams under their, uh, 25 points per quarter. And I have, I've been counting that. So, uh, we love more than 25 points and now we're, and, and going to the second quarter and now we're seven and three. So, you know, uh, that the first quarter's not doesn't really tell much, and of course that should be because it's the first quarter of the game. You know, less deflation when it comes to morale. If if a lot of points were scored in that first quarter, besides that Nets game, right? Um, more than fifty points at, at going into halftime. We did that as well. Uh, we're now seven and four. Uh, more than seventy-five points going into the fourth quarter. Uh, we're nine and five now. And whenever we allow more than a hundred points a game which we did today, uh, we're 11 and five. So we're increasing these numbers mainly because we're just playing these really good defense or jazz basketball. And honestly, we're able to match these teams now when they get on this fiery stretch. I mean, that didn't really happen much last year and definitely not the two years before that. So it was just really good to see, um, that the jazz are able to fix their mistakes of the past and, uh, all up to Quinn Snyder. I mean, he's coming up with this, you know, game plan. I mean, how many coaches, even though they see it in practice, would just trust their team to throw up 48 forty eight uh, uh, three pointers a game? I mean, he did. Um, very, very impressed. Also on these free throws that have been going on for the Jazz lately, they've vastly improved. Um, I want to see on the league as far as free throws go, but like a few podcasts ago, we're like second to last or something like that. Um, so let's go into this team stats. Ooh, teams. Sorry, I should have done this before. I'm I'm kind of apologizing but not because then again, uh, sortable team stats. Let's go into that. I don't know why it's so hard. So free throw percentage now. We're at 19. I mean, so we very we improved fast. Um, I think before we were at like twenty eight or twenty nine a few podcasts ago, that was like four games ago, and it's really again to Rudy Gobert. He has very he has stepped up on the line. Um, he still misses more than what, what we we all would like to see, but overall, I mean, this game he was let's see here, where is it at? He was 4 for 5, so, I mean, he's doing a lot better than he was, and this game overall, we're at 88%. He's 16 out of 18, so, not, not very disappointing, right? Uh, and let's go into our notes of the game. So, the F note is the worst player of the game. It's not really attributed to, hey, he was terrible, he stunk it up, unless I say he stunk it up. Uh, and then the three stars of the game, A, B, C note, with A being the highest. Um, F note of the game is Royce O'Neal. I mean, I vouch for you, buddy. I, like, praised you so much last, last podcast. I know I did. And he disappointed. Not really. He got nine points, two assists, and one rebound. Used to him having a lot more rebounds. Maybe that was one of the reasons why the Charlotte Hornets were able to get more on us. And, uh, yeah. So, just, again, I the reason why he's left note is because we expect him to get a little more uh, rebounds be a m- little bit more uh contributing on that defensive side there's points where he was guarding uh gordon hayward and gordon hayward was just doing very well against him and then there's times he was guarding lamella ball and it was the same thing so i mean he was a very his defensive self that we are used to seeing so that's the main reason it's not like he did terrible but he didn't do great either Uh, The C note, the third best player goes to Joe Ingles, um, 10 points, 11 assists, I mean, he was just the general this game again, general Ingles, just finding where everyone needs to be going, Uh, 4 rebounds, 1 block, and a plus-minus margin of positive 10. Uh, The B note of the game is Donovan Mitchell, 30 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, and 1 steal. And, I mean, it really contributes to the success that he had in that second half. Um, especially, I think he started off zero for three in the first quarter. So, really bounced back, scored 30 points in three quarters. And he was a, he was a big factor at the end of the game. But our A-note, the biggest factor at the end of the game was Boyan bondanovich He scored 31 points. He had seven rebounds and five assists. I mean, there was a point where Rudy Mitchell and Boyan Bandanovic was... Uh, and why do I have to say his whole name? Just Bogey. I can just say Bogey, right? Right? I don't know. Um, so all three of them were going for a rebound. And poor poor Bogey gets knocked over by Donovan on accident. And I'm like, oh, man. But it was really good to see him really step it up as far as not only scoring points, but distributing the basketball well. He did do an extra kick out. Uh, when he he was, I think he was wide open. He just had a closing defender on him. He just made that one more pass, I believe, to uh, Niang or to uh, Ingles, and they made it. So just very good court vision. I think it's increased more. I think it's mainly because his trust that the player he's going to pass to is going to hit it as well, and. Man, it's just great to see him a little more consistent on the average level. I mean, the last four games he's done a lot better. Um, it's you, you know, we were used to two games, one game bad, one game good, two games bad, one game good, two games good. <laughs> you know, um, so it's really good to see him do what he, he did this, this game. Um, let's go to around the league. Uh, right now. When I was going, uh, the Clippers were up, I believe, by 11 against Jacks Celtics. Uh, Let's see, y'all. So let's end with that one. Um, So, anyways, uh, the Pelicans beat the Pacers. Finally, finally, I mean, why am I fighting for the Pelicans so much? Uh, 114 to 113. I just don't like being wrong. Uh, The Bulls uh, lost to the Magic 123 to 119. Raptors beat the Nets. Uh, that whole KD situation. I want to rant about that real quick. So let's rant about this. NBA. No, no one's listening from the NBA, but you guys can. You know, I'm I'm downloading my thoughts onto you, so you can argue for me to your friends as well. The NBA with Kevin Durant told him that he can't come into the game until he clears tracing protocols or whatever that means for COVID. He passes it. They allow him on the bench. They allow him in the game. I think he was in there for like what 19 minutes. Let me check real quick. Uh, <laughs> he was in for like 19 minutes or something into the game. Which, you know, uh where is that guy at? It's weird to see him going off the bench. Yeah, 19 minutes into the game, and they pull him out again. It's like, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. Like, get your stuff together. Like what is this? You're you're fighting for this All Star Game, which I don't think that there should be one. Um, I think that they should go through all of the protocols as as they did again. Maybe a virtual skills challenge, a virtual uh, three point contest. I think that'd be great. You know, yes, the crowd's not there. You know, a virtual dunk contest would be pretty cool, but an All Star Game, no. Uh, ro- uh, rookie sophomore game, no uh but the other stuff yeah you can still have like all-star weekend and everybody's at their home courts whatnot and they can participate if they're i mean i think they just had the jazz have three-point contest that's my uh opinion but go through all the ceremonies whatnot if, you know this is the person uh even do draft teams because that'd be pretty cool and maybe do like a 2k simulation or something to show the two teams of the mvp or not the mvps but the the uh guys who had the most votes on uh each conference i believe or is it just total now and they get to pick their teams and everything and they run a 2k simulation or something like that that'd be awesome you know and no they kicked durant out of the game because he doesn't meet this protocol that he passed and then you're inviting the whole league over into one area of Atlanta to decide to play an all-star game that completely will kill contract tracing if someone gets COVID. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. You can't sit here and say you have to do this and then say, oh, everybody come together and spit on each other. That's pretty much what's happening. You can't do that. I mean, it's, it's extremely hypocritical to t- pull Kevin Durant out of a game that he played 20 minutes in, which the CDC says that if he has COVID himself right now, even though he's not testing positive, it only takes like 10 minutes in, in close contact with someone for him to spread it or whatever the new rules had. I don't know. I, I, go check CDC.gov or whatever. Don't listen to me because I don't, I don't read it often enough or at all. Um, so anyways, you can't be hypocritical. You can't say that you have to wear a mask at all times when you're off the court and then invite everybody over to Atlanta to hug and kiss off the court. Cause that's what's going to happen. They're all going to meet up. They're all going to hang out. They're all going to try to get away with something, you know, cause that, cause everyone's going to be together and I get it. It's revenue. It's revenue. That's why. You you know you still do the ceremonies and you just get these sponsorships and whatnot and just get more endorsements as far as commercials go. Maybe hike up the commercial costs or whatnot and do everything virtual. You know, make sure everybody has the same parameters so they can't accuse Conley of cheating on the on the horse contest because he had an indoor gym and all these millionaires decided to play with a a hundred dollar <laughs> basketball hoop on their on on their driveway. So. I mean, that's my rant. That's my rant about it. I don't think there should be an All Star game. Um, I'm not even gonna get to what my thoughts are about all of this, but uh, I, well, I did. There shouldn't be an All Star game, maybe mainly because the NBA set a precedence of safety and protocols, and they're going behind their backs and they're stabbing them behind their backs, and they're technically they're technically breaking the rules of their own protocols of what they got to do they're getting almost every single contender or all-star all together in one spot and i guarantee you if most of them get covid they're going to suspend the week for their league for 2 weeks because no one's going to watch games with their star players out and it's just going to be a disaster why do it why do it why risk it just leave it off you already canceled it i think it was going to indianapolis this year i can say it now because it's in indianapolis they canceled it this year it was supposed to be in indianapolis they gave it to him in what 2024 calm down leave it alone just do what you're doing before do do virtual stuff at least that'd be cool i I'd, I'd be all down for that right would you i'll put that on my post and that was a good idea by me. I just thought of that. It's not like I wrote it down in my little screen. I just saw that Nets game and, yeah. Anyways, past the Nets. <laughs> uh Bucks beat the Cavaliers 123 to 105. Uh the Heat beat the Wizards 122 to 95. The Wizards are just trash. <laughs> uh, Timberwolves 106 to 103. Let me I'm sorry, I have to go check to see who plays now. Beal starts for zero for thirteen. Dang. That's probably why they're trash. So, Beal and Westbrook played so I can see. (laughs) They're trash! No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not really. They're the worst team in the league so far. Timberwolves beat the Thunder, like the only two teams not in contention anymore in the West. Um, And then, uh, the Suns beat the Pistons 109-92. So, let's go into Jack's game. (laughs) The Celtics are up by 10 awesome there's like the reverse of the lakers game so Celtics up 92 to 84 with 11 10 left into the fourth quarter I'm sure Jack is happy right now maybe be he might be on Instagram right now talking about it I'm sorry if you're listening to this that's why I didn't talk to you for a while so anyways um thanks for listening to the podcast thanks for letting me rant about the all-star game um and I think it was for a good reason. Uh, look look on the Instagram for a poll that I'm going to come up with uh, whether or not we should just do virtual skills challenge, like the three-pointer dunks skills challenge. And uh, maybe do a white, you know, uh, not white 2K, that's 2,000. Uh, do a 2K uh, all-star game. Uh, I think that would be a good idea. Maybe NBA should hire me to, to set that all up, right? Make sure it happens. Pay me a couple mil. I don't know. <laughs> oh man I'm so dumb sometimes I don't even know why I do this I feel sorry for you guys when you listen to this again over the 30-minute mark I hate going over i maybe because I'm ranting too much and maybe you guys are liking it I mean I don't know so anyways as always uh we're on a three-game winning streak um we are now 14 wins out of 15 and um you know let's keep turning heads keep playing our jazz basketball Keep winning, and uh, as always, go Jazz!